Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. There's a phrase that I'm pretty sure the pandemic forever eliminated from our speech, and that is, at least it can't get any worse. (laughs) Today is Transfiguration Sunday, and you'll recall a year ago when we celebrated Transfiguration, we were in the middle of that brutal ice storm. People across the city were without power and heat, trees were everywhere, and this came just four months after the fires. This transfiguration, thankfully, we get to be in person, and it's been a colder week, but nothing like last year. Yet we're coming off a week that has its own heaviness. We know to no longer say, at least things can't get any worse. So perhaps the question is, what are we going to do when the worst things happen? Who do we want to be in those moments? And what are the truths that we want to hold on to? It's a position that Peter finds himself in in our reading from Luke today. Because in the passage prior to this one, he has been told that one of the worst things is about to happen. Jesus has shared with his disciples that he is going to be handed over to the authorities and suffer and be killed. Peter's response, understandably, is no, that cannot happen. And then when they're on the mountain, he gets this inspiration, let's just stay here where things are good and we'll make some dwellings and we don't have to go back down the mountain into the chaos and we don't have to go to Jerusalem where Jesus is supposed to die. It's the logic like so many protagonists of Greek tragedy looking to circumvent the inevitable prophecy. But Jesus sees what is about to happen in a different way. And the text situates us, the reader, so that we can see it in a different way. Like when Jesus and Moses and Elijah are speaking of his departure, the Greek word used for departure here is exodus. And we know the exodus story related to Moses wasn't simply a going off or a leaving. It was about the liberation of the people of Israel from captivity in Egypt to new life in the promised land. So to read the cross as a kind of exodus is to see that it's about freedom and life. And where before it was God's action on behalf of one people group, Jesus' exodus 
is about bringing freedom and life for all. Additionally, notice how in Luke's retelling of their Luke's telling of the transfiguration, it points both to baptism and to resurrection, serving almost like a bridge between them. The voice of God saying from the cloud, this is my son, listen to him, is the very same phrase that is used at Jesus' baptism where God speaks from the cloud over Jesus. The dazzling whiteness of Jesus, Moses, and Elijah on the mountain is described in the exact same terms as the messenger at the empty tomb. And on the mountain, Jesus is literally raised up. Both baptism and resurrection are about dying and rising, going down into the grave to be raised up to new life. So then part of the transfiguration was to help Peter see, or better, remember what he already knows. The baptism, the miracles, the things that Jesus taught you, the things you know to be true. Do not lose sight of those now. And with the crucifixion now in view, it puts it in the context of a larger picture, acknowledging that, yes, there will be death, but death is not the same thing as defeat. It does not get the final word. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, and in the end, that love will win out. It is why in our funeral liturgy we say, all of us go down to the dust, but even at the grave we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. It is why the ashes that we are going to use on Wednesday come from burning the palm branches that we used at Holy Week, the very same ones that we blessed, saying, let these branches be for us a sign of God's victory over death. And even as we put them on our heads to remind ourselves of our mortality, it is always connected with a resurrection hope. It is also as Anglican priest and poet George Herbert once said, Death used to be an executioner, but the gospel makes him just a gardener. To which author Tim Keller has added, Death used to be able to crush us, but now all death can do is plant us in God's soil. So we become something extraordinary. As Christians, one of our uniquenesses is to be people that carry this truth with us. We might never say it in words. We might. But resurrection hope is part of us. It is the wisdom and strength that we draw on when the worst things are happening or have happened or are about to. It can be a gift that we give to others who have lost their hope. There was a stunning example of what this looks like that came out of one of the most unlikely places recently on one of the late night shows. You might have seen it. It was in an interview that Stephen Colbert was doing with singer Dua Lipa. And in the interview, she turns the tables and asks him a question asking if his faith and comedy ever overlap and if one ever wins out over the other. And it's a really good response, so I'm just going to read it to you now. 
He says, I think, ultimately, all of us being mortal, that faith will win out in the end. But I certainly hope when I get to heaven, Jesus has a sense of humor. But I will say this, someone was asking me earlier, and this relates to my faith, I'm a Christian and a Catholic, and it's always connected to the idea of love and sacrifice being somehow related, and giving yourself to other people, and death is not defeat, if you see where I'm getting at. Someone asked me what movie I like, and it's Belfast. I'm Irish-American, and it's such an Irish movie, and it's also a Catholic thing, because It's funny, and it's sad, and it's funny about being sad. In the same way, sadness is like a little emotional death, but not a defeat if you can find a way to laugh about it. Because that laughter keeps you from having fear of it, and fear keeps you from turning to evil devices to save you from the sadness. As Robert Hayden said, we must not be frightened or cajoled into accepting evil as deliverance from evil. We must go on struggling to be human, though monsters of abstraction police and threaten us. So if there's a relationship between my faith and comedy, it's that you are never defeated. And you must understand and see this in the light of eternity and find some way to love and laugh with each other. The clip went viral and It was amazing to me to see how in our secular society, people so resonated with this. And it was something that they needed to hear. And it, of course, comes from a place of authenticity, not superficial statements he was making. He said them as someone who had lost his father and siblings at a young age. And his response is actually a good answer to the questions that we started with. The truth we want to hold on to in these times is that because of God's love, we are never defeated. Who do we want to be in these moments? We are going to be people who resist turning to evil and who look at what's going on in the light of eternity. And what are we going to do when the worst things happen? We are going to find a way to love and laugh with each other. We are going to return to those simple acts that bring us back to resurrection hope. Humans have a tremendous capacity for doing this. This last week, as so many of the reports from Ukraine were bleak and about preparing for war, I heard one piece on the radio with an American journalist who was reporting on her experience as she was living there. She said she noticed how even with everything that was going on, she saw that people were slowing down. They were less quick-tempered. They were talking to each other more and helping each other more at the grocery store. She saw them going into houses of worship and praying and turning to their faith and turning to humor She said she heard a lot of storytelling and laughter. On this Transfiguration Sunday, may we be filled with resurrection hope, knowing that death does not get the final word. God does. That evil does not win. 
love does. And in times like this, may we find our song. Alleluia. 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 Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.